This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me today is... Hi, this is Amy S., the other Amy. How are you guys doing? We are down to the final four episodes. Yes, about. we have. Yes, we're talking about 522 right now. And we've only got four left after this, Amy. So crazy to me. It is crazy. I mean, I believe it. We had a wonderful episode. This one was written by Brian Milliken, A Matter of Time. But, um, you know, before we get into that, because we could easily do that, let's um, check on some Haven News. I only have one thing, Amy. Um, Edge and Christian are going to have a new show on WWE. Uh, so I'll include the link with details on that in our podcast notes below. And then I know you wanted to talk about the blab that's coming up with uh, Brian. Yeah. So I reached out to Haven writer Brian Milligan and was like, hey, any chance we could do something? And we are going to attempt to do a blab. So fingers crossed that this works out and there's no technology technology issues or anything like that. But on Thursday, Oct- no, <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> December 3rd right. at nine Eastern, which is p- eight central. And what time is it for the West? 6 PM. So again, that'll be this Thursday, December 3rd, nine Eastern, eight central, six uh, West coast time, all PM, of course, all PM. And we did it on purpose so that it's prior to f- the airing of five twenty three. So we're going to talk about Haven up to 522 and including 522. And it's going to be for about 30 minutes. And we did it so that West Coast could also participate before there's any spoilers for 523 that happen. That's awesome. So, and Brian's uh, happy to give uh, 30 minutes of his time. So the way it works, guys, is the link is in the post. And if you don't have it, uh, you can search for me, Blab, I am Amy J 21 and you'll find it or the, the link's been tweeted out from me. Amy's done it. Haven Harold's done it. Um, you'll find it. It's also on the post. The way it works is you just need a Twitter account. Okay. You log into blab with the Twitter account and you guys can add and send questions in the chat bar. Very cool. So they can type up their questions directly to Brian. He's going to be live online in this blab app or web page, whichever, if you're on a mobile device or if you're on your computer and going to be taking live questions from Havenites, right? Absolutely. So uh, Amy and I are going to conversate with them for a little bit. And then, you know, if you guys have questions, we're going to take them. And if you don't, we're going to make up our own questions. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a conversation for 30 minutes. So hopefully talking about five seasons of Haven, I mean, there's plenty to talk about. 74 episodes. I believe next week marks the 75th. Okay. I believe. So, you know, that's a lot of Haven to talk about. Now, of course, Brian's not going to share any spoilers or anything. So there's going to be some stuff he can't talk about. Right. But, you know, if you have general questions, you know, about William, about Mara, about, you know. Troubles. Troubles, the episodes we've seen. Yeah. Or, you know, how Haven is, they kind of answer questions, but sometimes we're still not 100% sure. This is a great time to ask Brian, um, you know, what did that mean? Or is that really resolved or things like that? Yeah. Clarification. You can get it today. (laughs) or you can get it on Thursday. So check it out. Message me or Amy if you guys have any questions or if you have any problems. Uh, I'll have Twitter up at at the same time, but join us for a conversation with Brian Milliken of Haven. Right. And thanks in advance to Brian for once again uh, joining us and talking to all the Havenites. We were lucky to speak with he and Nick Parker earlier this season. So Brian is giving his time to all of us again. So he's a true gem. Thank you to him. Yeah. And 
And what better way to kind of kick off Haven Night, guys? You guys can have a chat. Yeah, talk with the writer. Talk with the writer. And then so before the next episode airs. Yes. And so, you know, the episode in particular we're going to talk about, probably a little bit at least, because there was a lot of revelations. Oh, wait, Amy, did you have anything else? No, we're good. So we're going to go into our podcast now. We're going to talk about uh, 522, A Matter of Time. Okay. We have to start this podcast off with a moment of silence for Dave Dave Teague's. That was so sad, Amy. So sad. It's, you know. I don't don't think it was a shocker based on how things had been going. And I think we had talked about it in this podcast. But to actually have it happen and Vince's pain um, and and Dave willing to make the sacrifice. And, oh, my God, he sacrificed his life. Well, I I think, you know, it's not not a surprise because you knew something was going to happen to Dave. Right. You really hoped it wasn't death. But, you know, when when we realized that there was a tie with Croatoan, you knew it couldn't end well. And even in this episode, in our first scenes with uh, Dave and Vince and Dwight, and I, don't, I think Maddie might have, Iron Maiden might have still been there in, in this particular scene, you know, Vince says to Dave, this is our only chance to save you. He says, you know, this is serious, Dave. This could be our last chance to save you. So everybody knows what's at stake. Yeah, totally. And and the thing is, you know, Dave, he's struggled for five seasons that we know of years before that in the Haven world with being torn about killing James, killing Colorado kid. Right. Right. And then afterwards realizing that he's been used to kill so many more people. Right. He's Croatoan has been manipulating him this whole time. And when he was drawn into the thinnies, it was Croatoan. And when he was having these nightmares, it was dreams of scenes that he was in that Croatoan put him in and then wiped his memory. So he didn't know. Yeah, and you got the sense that, you know, Dave and, and the thing he did, the sacrifice he made by disabling Croatoan's ability to erase time and erase memories. Right. You know, that was his redemption. Even though a lot of us will say he didn't have to, he didn't have right. to redeem anything. It wasn't his of fault. Course. He yeah. felt that, I believe. Yeah, I think you may be right, or not you may be right, but I agree with you. Um, but, you know, it was kind of so typical in Haven. You know, Dave kind of survived the first episode of going into his mind palace and talking to Croatone, and he came back. Remember, he had to give the code Oprah Winfrey to mm-hmm. Vince so that we all knew this was Dave talking. Which is the second use of Oprah Winfrey. See episode 401, Duke Crocker in uh, Dave Teagues. Um, but... You know, he could have been fine. He could have lived. That's how so many things happen in Haven. You know, we've got a good outcome, but oh, no, wait, let's look at it again. And Dave decided that he's, you know, like you said, Amy, he wanted to go back into the mind palace and rehypnotize himself or excuse me, have Vince redo it this time, rehypnotize him this time so that he could confront Croatoan and erase uh, or eliminate Croatoan's ability to wipe memories and have everybody lose time. Yeah. And he went in knowing he probably wouldn't survive I think he might have. And he, he, he was willing to make take the risk. Yeah, and the the loss you could feel from from Vince, poor guy. I mean, Aww. the the Aww. bond behind between the brothers we've said this before is so strong and beautiful. And you know, I loved, I've always loved their relationship. And to see yeah. Dave gone breaks my heart to see Vince suffering the way he is. I know it was terrible. It was terrible. So we did get our concrete confirmation uh, on, on uh, Dave that he was the perfect host for Croatoan because Dave is a halfling. Mm-hmm. So we got that answer. And that um, he had tried to get a hold of him earlier, mm-hmm. probably with James, and then couldn't. And now he could. 
Which is why he got that foothold when he cut Dave's leg. In the cave. But I just wanted to wrap, uh, not wrap up, but let's, you know, let's, dear Dave, dear Dave Teague. So we see him in episode one and he's just the, the old funny, fuddy-duddy, funny newspaper guy, right? Mm-hmm. And we learn that he, um, he protects Haven secrets. He hides the troubles with all of his Haven Herald stories, as he and Vince do. We know he and Vince have this sense of duty and this purpose to protect Haven. They take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, they're buds with our trio. Um, you know, and again, the humor that Dave and Vince had was so funny. Um, I love their tandem bicycle that they were always on. And it was nice that Dave saw that in his mind palace, right? Yeah. Um, like you just said, the very strong brotherly bond, the brotherly love. We know that Dave had known Sarah, Lucy and Audrey. And then, you know, we kind of slowly find out things about Dave that he was adopted. Agent Howard arranged his adoption. Charlotte tells us he's a halfling. Um, you know, he's being tortured by these dreams and visions. He's drawn into the thinnies. Then we find out, like we said, Croatoan's been using him and he's killed the Colorado kid and he's killed Charlotte. Um, it's wow. It's, it's interesting because if you think about it, Dave was used as a host because he's a halfling. Right. Jennifer could have easily have been a host as well. She was a full fully from the other side or was she a halfling? I too? thought she was a halfling. Oh, I thought maybe she was fully from the other side, but nonetheless. We can get I, that clarification yeah. later, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's just the fact that all the halflings are now gone mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we know of. Well, Croatoan said he doesn't have a need for Dave anymore, so and, well, he's, yeah, he's he, out. We saw Croatoan exited Dave, Dave's body, and I, I believe that Croatoan is now in human form. That's, you know, what he said he was doing. Well, he's now definitely in Haven somewhere, but before we go more into speculating about Croatoan, we got to talk about... Uh, we got to talk about Duke Crocker, yes. the tool of Croatoan, who's yes. back in Haven. Right. And, and, Duke, and Duke knows the genesis of the Crocker legacy curse trouble is that Croatoan created it. He knows Croatoan's a bad guy. And we're left with the fact that he brought Haley back to send Nathan into the void. And Haley, as any rebellious child, teenager, young adult is, ran off. Well, well, last week, remember when we ended last week's episode, Audrey tried to, quote, talk her down and get her to open the thinny or keep it open. And she right. refused because if Nathan came back, that was going to cure the troubles. And she was no longer going to have this, quote, power. And she wasn't going to give it up. And, you know, that was a new thing, too. We've really never seen Audrey um, fail, if you will, at talking somebody down. Um, in, well, uh, in Audrey's defense, we've never really come across someone who's embraced their trouble Yes. No, no. Okay. No, yeah. you're right. We, we had the fire guy. Yeah, we have had people who have kind of embraced their trouble, but Audrey's usually able uh, to get them to see the other side of it. Or we have had some people who died like in... Um, or she's, she's taking care of them. And this is, this is the case where she couldn't... Yeah, we've seen, yeah, we've seen troubled people die because they couldn't get their act together. Um, but we've never had such a dire situation here, right? So Haley runs off and she ends up facing the fate of her mother. Yes. The Duke had already told us happened that that's what happened to her mother. Yeah. And so she was already tired. She was emotional and she semi phases through the fence and there is the downside. Right. And you know, Duke had said to her when he first ran into her, when Duke first had to uh, force Haley into using her trouble when the guy was going after her and Duke ran over the guy in the car. And that was, you know, and he said, um, 
you know, Duke says to Haley, I did it to save your life. Let's just hope it doesn't end it. You Foreshadowing? Know, Duke, yeah. And Duke also told her when he was kind of training her how to use her trouble when he, uh, when she first actually went through that uh, fence, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few episodes back and he says, you have to material, excuse me, you have to focus. You know, if you rematerialize too soon, you're going to be part of the gate and what ended up happening to her, you know? Foreshadowing. Exactly. So poor Haley, she's, there's nothing that can be done. I mean, Audrey's right. If they get her out, if she gains her strength and she phases out, she can't. She can't. It's already, damage is already done. Well, she's impaled on that fence. And by the way, uh, hat, uh, stick tap, hat, tip of the hat to our uh, special effects crew at Haven. I thought that was really well done. I don't know how they had her hanging in that fence the whole time. She really looked like she was suspended in there, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Kudos all around because I was like, how did they do that? I know. It was really well done. To be a fly in the air that day. (laughs) But, you know, so Audrey's desperation, she's like, she's going to die anyhow. I mean, you know, Audrey's usually, like we said, she's usually able to talk the people down when she's been faced with Nathan being in dire straits like he is now. He's trapped in the void. Like, you know, a magic hour too when he was dead or nowhere man exposure, you know, she was able to go back to the other side and get him. Um, in magic hour, she was working the sister's troubles to try and save him. Um, right, but this is even, this You know, is even back in 201, she talked the trouble guy down when Nathan was the firstborn son and he was dying. But this is just kind of, she has no option right now. Right, this is different in, in all sorts of ways because even if Nathan wasn't a factor into this, there's nothing they could have done. Yes, and right? ha- yeah, Haley's put her in this situation where she's dying and there's a discussion, right? So Haley's in this situation and the question becomes, all right, Haley's in the situation, Nathan is still lost in the void or it needs to come back. How can we get Haley to do it before she dies, right? And that's what Duke was trying to appeal to was, hey, your death can mean something if you do this. And Haley, you know, and this this bugged me. It's not surprising, but it bothered me because I know why she did it, but it wasn't right for her to do it. Is she blamed Duke? She blamed Duke for everything that happened. It's his fault. Whereas in this case, one, Duke saved her life when he activated the trouble. Yes. And two, Duke explained everything to her. It's not his fault. She didn't listen. And she got swept up by the power of the trouble. Yeah. He didn't want to train her on how to use her trouble, but he did. Um, And she didn't. You're right, Amy. She didn't listen to him. She got swept up with the power. She and, thought it was a power. And when you're scared and you're you're dying and you're there's nothing to be done, of course you're going to lash out. I get that. But that's not fair to Duke. Yeah, she was going to hurt Duke right up to the end and make him pay the price for her losing her own life, if you will. Right. Um, but in the end, Audrey had a conversation with Duke and was like, hey, you and I, and Duke said, you know, you and I have been down this road. And I, I had flashbacks to the farmer. Yes, absolutely. And also to uh, Pete Palak, you know, with the Mara situation and Duke. Um, Yeah, we've been down this road before. And the thing is, uh, if you guys remember The Farmer, it was a very, the ending of that episode was so powerful because Eric Balfour expressed everything without uttering a single word. Right. The aftermath of that decision he made. And, and that and that was the first time he he'd had to, he used his uh he killed someone to end the curse within the family. Right. Right. And the thing is is that um he's unfortunately 
accustomed to this kind of a situation. He yet he's still trying to fight. He's trying to fight the destiny. And then when he talks to Haley, realizes, hey, one, we're losing time. Two, she's suffering. Mm-hmm. She's suffering, and just like Pete, you know, ends that suffering. Yes, he. Yes, I. I. I thought in this dire, this terrible, terrible situation that Duke you know, wanted to put her out of her misery. She was suffering. She was dying. Duke's like, I can just end this for her right now. And in the process, you know, save Nathan. Yeah. And so uh, he does. He gets the power. He um, he goes black eyes. I'm still, I, I'm, I don't know what this black eyes is going to do. It's, it, Wait, well, it well, has he, me scratching my head. Okay. Because okay. it's different, right? You saw when, when he went black eyes on Haley, he mm-hmm. tried to kill her. Right. So I think sometimes he kind of succumbs to that power or that force or the legacy of, of trying to kill people. And sometimes he's strong enough to fight it or he, he's more of a mindset to fight it. But he did say to Haley, I don't want to kill you when he went after her. Yeah. But I, I guess we're going to find out there has to be more to it. There's something to this. Right. It's it not, just, it's not it's, him. It's like he's taken over. The by Croatoan perhaps. Who, Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah. he is a tool for Croatoan, yes. so exactly. We'll, we'll see. Um, yes. And so that actually, was there an episode, and you can clear this up, was there an episode where they say that Mara created the Crocker curse? I mean, we uh, know that it, it was Croatoan, but um, did Mara have any part of that? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, because, you know, we were led to believe that Mara created all the troubles, right? Right. Because my curiosity is, how much did Mara help her dad? Was she aware that her dad is Croatoan? Well, this is, I have tons of notes on this, Amy. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me going. Okay, yeah, because we did talk about this. Maybe this is a question for... for... I I still want to know, was Croatoan manipulating Mara the way, you know, uh, William was Mara's puppet? Was Mara Croatoan's puppet? Or did um, did Mara willingly create the troubles because she knew that that's what her father needed to stay alive. He needed the Aether. Um, I've got lots of troubles on, on Mara and Croatoan. Excuse me, I lots think, of questions. I think we'll get more, more answers on that coming up. And you can ask Brian if, if we're going to get more answers to that. Yeah. I've um, got lots of questions on that. But now coming to speaking of William, you right. know, we have Nathan stuck in this cave, which again, amazing job to, to everyone on the Haven crew for putting that cave together. Yes, for the um, the set designers and the special effects folks and the props folks and our uh, uh, Kevin, who's the artist, everybody all down the line did an awesome job on that set. Yeah, and that set, Amy and I actually saw around this time last year uh, when we were on set. Right. And oddly enough, next week's episode is the one we were on set for, which will be interesting to see. William is now in the straight where his arm is pinned down. There's nothing he can do. He needs Nathan. Right. They're in this cave, but they are in the void, as we know. And and Nathan's kind of dying in the void, right? Humans right. don't do well in the void. Um, William's fine because he's not a human. He's from the other side, the other dimension. But you uh, see that William is trying to get Nathan to see reason and work with him because mm-hmm. if Nathan dies, William's done for. Exactly. And if yeah. William dies, well, Nathan's done for anyway because he's dying in the void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was interesting to see the back and forth. I mean, Nathan gave, threw away all his cares when he told <laughs> William that Mara was dead. 
Well, I think William was still trying, you know, I can't blame Nathan for the way he acted, the emotions and uh, the anger towards William. And he was so happy to tell him Mara's dead. I mean, William has always had the upper hand on Nathan because, you know, Nathan knew that William and Audrey were connected and like, um, you know, Nathan had to take a punch from William because Audrey would have felt it. When Nathan, just his emotions were so high, he didn't know what to do. And he actually shot William that and Audrey was shot. I mean... And yeah, William he did. Has, let, he, the the volcano did go off. Yeah, you know, William has just said to um, Nathan in the cave something like, "If Mara was here, she'd you know tear apart our Audrey. She'd tear her flesh off her bone." And Nathan's just not going to deal with it anymore. And can you blame him? Oh well, yeah, and he he definitely let it out, and you could see the wind go out of William's sails. He's like, "What?" And then he's like, "You're bluffing." And like, nope, it was her mama. Her mama yeah. did it, and you could see William be like. He's not lying. How would he know about Charlotte unless this was true? Right. I, and William didn't really know about Charlotte. He wasn't privy to all the things that Audrey and Nathan learned from Charlotte when Charlotte was in Haven. Um, I think William just kind of came a, uh, across as a dumb, evil, lovesick puppy in some ways. Um, but he, I don't think he knew any of the, the Charlotte stuff, you know? Well, he knew that Mara had a mom, Charlotte. Yeah. And that was the confirmation know, yeah. that, hey... Uh, how would he know that her mom's name was Charlotte, you know, oh, so yeah. that that he realized, you know, she's gone. And he finally convinces Nathan to get give him the aether. And of course, he backstabs Nathan and is like, nope, I'm going to get heavy. Well, he had threatened Nathan. He said, Nathan, I'm going to trouble you with the aether. And of course, in the end, he didn't trouble Nathan, per se, but he did use the um, aether to cre recreate heavy. Right. But, you know, Nathan had no choice, right? It was die or try and get out of here. True. Um, he was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Literally <laughs> almost, right? And Fun. I thought it was funny that, you know, Nathan in exasperation, you know, he was using kind of that spike of rock as leverage. And when that broke, he threw it in exasperation at the wall. And him throwing that is what brought out the aether. So I thought that was kind of interesting that Nathan brought out the aether that in a roundabout way ended up freeing him from the cave in the void. Well, we got to talk about how William did an about face. I mean, even in the face of being strangled and mm -hmm. being killed by heavy snapping his neck, Nathan yeah. still kept pushing William to see that he was being a puppet. Well, right, because Nathan's going to fight, fight, fight till the end, right? Nathan's not just going to let himself be killed. He's going to use every use his wits as he has been using his wits with uh, William ever since he found him again here in the void, right? Well, um, sure. And, and he also was not going to go down... Without without a, without fight. a fight. Yeah. And so he Absolutely. did. And yeah. it worked. And you could see that he got through to William and that William, you know, I think he was hurt. And I, I felt bad for William for once um, yeah. because he realized that he loved Mara more than Mara loved him. Right. Well, he said he always knew that, but now the truth came out. And it was interesting how, you know, Nathan just told him how Mara troubled Duke and Mara, Mara was using William and now Mara had just used Duke and, um, you know, Nathan gave it to him, but everything Nathan said was true. It was. It's just sometimes the truth hurts to hear. And so he <laughs> but, let, I, I got to give Nathan credit for giving William the ring back. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take a, a moment. Let's step back if we can just a few minutes prior to that when Nathan said to William, you know, I don't know what you're going to do with this Aether if you kill me or if I die. Can, you've got to get the controller crystal to Audrey. Um, she needs it to end the troubles, and to fight Croatoan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even in his moments here, Nathan is, he has no option but to trust William with the controller crystal if it comes to that. So uh, 
props to Nathan for that as well, right? But then I, well, I, I don't know if it was that he was trusting William. I think it was more he was appealing to the guy and was hoping on the best of hopes that this would work out. Oh, yeah. He didn't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, yeah, and, and yeah. it did work out. William sent Nathan back into uh, to Audrey and, and Duke. And I got to tell you, the last, what, five, eight minutes or whatever the show, my happiest because oh, okay, so once Nathan's the, the trio's reunited, once um, Nathan's given the ring back to William, so William can face repercussions when William goes back to his side, should he choose to do so. And now the thinny's there because Duke has opened the thinny, and Nathan is able to escape the void and come through the thinny. Oh well, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part was just uh, Nathan's. Nathan, it, it started when Nathan was like, "We did it." Yeah, we yeah. did it, and then they go through everything and. <laughs> Audrey's like, yeah, I got nothing. So go go us, is what basically Duke says. And it's because that's how it's always been. It's been the three of them trying to figure things out, not knowing, yet having confidence in each other because the three of them are stronger when they're together. Yes, and I think um, it was a kind of a beautiful thing when Audrey said, we're back. That was really, I loved that. Um you, you know, I mean, this is, if we're going to save Haven, we need all three of them um, working together on the same page, um, seeing, you know, what are our options? How are we going to build this barn? We've got this controller. And they don't know, right? They, they're clueless, right? Yeah. And Duke summarized it all, you know, it's like, so we have what we need, but we don't know how to use it. We don't right. know what it does, but it's going to save us. And Duke also said um, something to the effect, we've been doing this long enough. We know it's never easy. We know it's hard. You know, I, can't, I didn't write down the exact quote. I'm sorry. But um, he alluded to that as well. So, Well, it's the fact that he, everything that we, the audience, the fans are, are thinking was said in those last five minutes. I'm not sure how they're going to build this barn without knowing anything. Right. I'm curious yeah. to see what happens in the next four episodes. And as Brian has said on Twitter, these next four episodes are are fast paced. It's the next set. Yeah. Well, we know we've got the controller crystal and we've got the aether core. Um, and is that why Croatone's uh, coming for Audrey? You know, Vince, I'm, excuse me, excuse me, Dave, you know, when he died, he also was able to write that message that Vince and Dwight picked up off of his arm that Croatone's coming for Audrey. So um, you know, Dave sacrificed himself, but he also got them that very, very urgent message. So they kind of know what they're up against now, um, that they must protect Audrey from Croatoan. Which, you know, is her dad. So that's kind of awkward and interesting at the same time. I know. Does he just want her dead because she wants to end the troubles and that means he won't have Aether? Or does he want her dead because he wants to get the Aether core? Is it a combination of both? It's going to be interesting, Amy, to see how these last four episodes answer all these questions. Definitely. So you guys tune in. Don't forget Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, well, it's actually everybody time except Central. And before that, on Thursday, check us out. The Haven Chat with Brian Milliken on Blab. Link is in the show page. Yes, it's in this podcast on Revisiting Haven. Um, we'll have the link and instructions right there for everyone. Till next time, guys. We're out. This is Revisiting Haven.